dig. What's up? Welcome to the Things We Dig podcast, where we talk about pop culture and bullshit. On today's episode... I've always thought of you as my son, always, so I'm glad you're with my daughter. Completely sneak on a space blunt and smoke it in the cabin in outer space. Bruce Stamper says that drilling is an art, man, so would it be easier to train drillers or astronauts? Who knows? take a nice drive and just try to get my mind off of, you know, potentially being fucking vaporized by a huge asteroid. When you're that rich, they're doing some crazy shit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the end of the world, because this week we are talking the classic film Armageddon. I already know that everyone in the pod loves it, but we're going to dive deep into it. So as always, I am the other Chris. What's up, you Stoneheads, it's Alex. Hey, hey, my friends, Chris Fig, ready to dig. Armageddon, my shovel to dig this fucking episode. It's Dave. What's going on, fellow roughnecks? This is Steve. All right, guys, like I said, we're talking Armageddon this week. And for those of you who aren't familiar with it, 1998 film by Michael Bay, huge summer blockbuster about an asteroid that's hurtling towards Earth and They have to come together and send a bunch of astronauts and drillers up to it to try to detonate a nuke, blow it up so it doesn't hit the Earth. And had a star-studded cast, Bruce Willis, Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck, Steve Buscemi, Michael Clark Duncan, Uh, the list just goes on and on. And it was an amazing film. I remember seeing it for the first time like that summer that it came out with my uncles. And it's one of the first films I remember being like a summer blockbuster for me, like something where I was like, holy shit, like... This film's crazy. Going to talk about it for weeks at school with my friends. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts about it? Because I love it. Yeah, I, I agree with you right there. I can I can picture it, seeing it with my friends. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Just old old neighbor uh, girl, Amber. Shout out to Amber. Um, I remember at a moment she was crying in the movie. And I thought that was hilarious because I don't, I guess I didn't get upset like that. But that's how powerful this movie was. People were crying. No spoilers, but you know why. Yeah, this movie definitely had that late 90s flavor to it. A little bit uh, a little bit cheesy in some parts, but it just worked so well for, again, you got to remember this movie was out in 1998 and just fun. Like you said, a fun summer blockbuster. And that Aerosmith song, man, to this day is just a guilty pleasure, man. Anytime that song comes on the radio, I'm listening to it. So solid flick. Um, like you said, stars at a cast, dude. Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler looked so young. And then Bruce Willis had hair too as well. So <laughs> dude, uh just a no. all around good time, man. Really enjoy this flick. And you uh you listen to the radio thing? <laughs> um the only time I listen to the radio is if I'm like have a short drive and I don't really want to connect my iPod or look for like a playlist or something. So I'll throw it on to like out here we have like the all-around stations called Jack FM and they play mm-hmm everything and that song's still pretty popular to this day i mean besides this movie coming about i feel like i i hear it pretty often so yeah. an ipod pick <laughs> most popular <laughs> is my next Aerosmith. one yet. i have a atrax player man it's <laughs> cd walkman you had mentioned at the star-studded cast chris and all i have to say is wow you left somebody off there yeah. bud. friend Dude. of the pod owen wilson more than that too <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, spoiler alert for all the people who haven't seen it in the last 24 years. Um, <laughs> Owen Wilson doesn't really get very far in the mission. He's not a main member, dude. So he, you know, he didn't make my list. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I forgot he was in it though. I looked up the cast list. It's a face full <laughs> of space rocks, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, why not send a bunch of uh, army trained rocket scientists let's grab some driller dudes from uh oh yeah from where <laughs> I, don't even I remember know. even that's even as a young even as a young kid that's kind of what all, all i remember was i don't think i saw this in theaters but my cousin owned it and this was obviously back in the days where all we had were the movies that we owned or movies we rented and we watched that thing at least like 30 times that summer that he mm. bought it or whatever and so that's how i used to watch it and i used to even at that young of an age i used to think it was funny that it was like some world class like drillers that were going to go up there to save humanity <laughs> in the end but it's just some like it was still a great movie 
Yeah, rough, rough dudes. Like, yeah, and of course, roughnecks. roughnecks yeah, yeah, roughnecks. And of course, the song, like Fig said, you you can uh, whenever you don't have your iPod to plug in, you know, for your long commute, or you don't have time uh. to pick a playlist, you don't have to miss a thing. Just turn on the radio. <laughs> I have that song memorized. It might be on. <laughs> Who doesn't? Right. That was always the thing, right? Like, isn't it a lot easier to? Uh, they kind of touched over briefly but it was always a lot more riskier to train these drillers to be an astronaut than it would be just to train astronauts to you know do minimal drilling you would think yeah but what i also love too is they had a classic montage scene it's like who who are we gonna get and they just name down a list like oh we need that guy and then of course it cuts to them doing their whatever their trademark thing is doing steve buscemi being the ladies man was so fucking hilarious but <laughs> it, it worked out and just yeah those anytime there's a montage scene of like getting a group together it's like son of a bitch i'm in yeah it's like do they drive up and like pull up and look at them or or does the military people drive up and get them i can't remember uh usually the military people came in and got them a lot of them tried to fucking run yeah they're they're, like, whoa, you whoa, know, whoa. shady characters yeah I paid my debts off bro like you guys all said it's definitely cheesy and over the top but unlike some movies of the era like going back and watching it now i think that it all still works really well like you're saying the montage scene it's a bit ridiculous on its own but it, it's just so awesome in the movie you get pumped i still to this day get pumped when they're getting the team together like oh hell yeah and uh i i don't know what i think about like could, would it be easier bruce stamper says that drilling is an art man so would it be easier to train drillers or astronauts who knows they really didn't even have to like do anything except sit in the fucking ship and get taken there like yeah there's <laughs> like one guy just there. operating the drill yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they used drills that that pretty much were not tech like class you know standard drilling drills this was like some space super fucking crazy drills yeah he goes into the room and just starts like shit talking all the engineers like you think you're gonna drill in a space rock with this fucking thing i love the line yes. where they're like hey do you think this drill will do and bruce willis is character is like i know it will i'm the one that in invented it <laughs> hell yeah you did man and they're oh, like man. Eh. they're like yeah and can you tell us the science behind this before we send you up into outer space sir yeah he's like <laughs> no fuck science spins fast drills deep send me up there <laughs> <laughs> you want to get it you're not a rough neck <laughs> <laughs> but then they have the scene of him you know tossing out all the unnecessary parts and all the shit they don't need but they uh they were sure to keep the gun like the Gatling mm. gun, huh? I mean, what red-blooded American's going to take the Gatling gun off of the ship? I mean, come on. You, you got to leave it. Yeah, space aliens, they could be real. That would have been epic. Could be the fucking Clindathu on that meteor, man. I want to ask you guys this question. If our group right now, say we were in the the drilling world, we, that's what we did, and we were called to to save the world, similar to this plot, what would be like one thing you took from home that you would want to take with you? I mean, it, it could be current times. It could be a book. It could be a magazine, coloring book, fucking Legos. What is something that you absolutely would want to bring with you going up into space? I thought you were going to ask us if we were like in the drilling industry and this happened, would we do it? Um, <laughs> oh, I, I know we would do it, dude. The fate of the world. It would literally take the fate of the world to get me to go up to space to do this. I feel mission, like, but yes, I feel like the for all the guys that are married in this would be like, yeah, of course, I'll go up there. I just got to check with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Jen says no. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> we uh we have a Costco run to do on Tuesday. I can't really get out of that. Yeah. So uh give me a hard pass. Sorry, guys. I mean, I guess I feel like I would bring a, a book, like I don't know, or like a, a Kindle or something. Can you charge it up there? We got a charger on the space plane. Mm, uh now I got gotta make room for the Gatling gun, bro. I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry. If this was like the same mission, though, you did have like 18 hours. Oh, that's true. So one nook charge, I should be good. I would, uh, I'd bring my switch, man, and uh, just load up the the new Lego Star Wars, the whole Skywalker series, man. I think that could get me by for an eighteen hour trip up into space. I would um, completely sneak on a space blunt and smoke it in the cabin in outer space. Dude, in oh, the yeah. cabin? Why not on the asteroid? Like, there's no, there's no I, I cooler place in the universe. I have to put oh, yeah, my spacesuit on. Yeah, I guess that's true. Hot <laughs> box your spacesuit. <laughs> Don't. This is why I can't get sent on a mission. Dude, <laughs> <Yeah. but. laughs> it's like there's a there's a gas leak in his in his helmet. He's like, no, that's that's just that's just him, man. He's got space dementia. Yeah, <laughs> that's Steve. It's Buscemi. the way he went out. The way he'd want to go out. 
Well, we could mention also, it wouldn't be a summer blockbuster and especially late 90s, early 2000s summer blockbuster without a little love interest, love story going on, dude. And of course, it was like Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck, when they were both up and coming almost until I would... you you would say like their primes of being just like the heartthrobs, you know, but how did you guys feel about that little side story within them having to save the world? Oh yeah. Liv Tyler, dude, she was definitely like a crush for a while. Like she was beautiful. She is beautiful. I mean, Lord of the Rings, even she is, she's in quite a rare amount of movies. Yeah. I mean, I think like any of these big films of the time, it's going to have that romance subplot. And I, I think it was tied into the story well. Like it didn't get too drawn out where you're like, oh my God, man, get back to the action, please. <laughs> so I liked it. It was funny when uh, Frank is, or is that his name? Or no, I'm sorry, Harry is uh, shooting at AJ with a gun in the beginning when he finds out that he's sleeping with his daughter, man. It's kind of funny at the end where he's like, I've always thought of you as my son, always. So I'm glad you're with my daughter. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's kind of, that's kind of weird, actually. <laughs> That would that's made the more the movie even more better. I wouldn't say a, a love triangle, but it was like, but the fact that the dad, you know, had a relationship with both people, and then, but he was like, obviously, any dad's probably going to struggle that you know his homies bumping uglies with his daughter or his sons bumping uglies with his daughter. You know, that's a he's uh, he's drilling his daughter. <laughs> yeah. you, you would say he's like, there's something I've got to tell you. You are really my son. He's <laughs> like, I, I'm gonna, I, I choose to die. I choose to die. So I'm going to switch gears on you guys a little bit. Everything going on in the world today, do you think if this happened right now, it would happen like in the movie? Do you think America would be like leading the way to do it? Or do you think every country would just be like, fuck it, we got our own plan. We're going to try our own thing. Best of luck. Because in the movie, they kind of made it like the whole world came together and supported America. <laughs> It'd have, be like uh, Elon Musk, probably. So have you guys seen Don't Look Up? Yeah. Yeah. I have, yeah. Dude, it would be like that, bro. <laughs> Sadly, it would. It'd be like some rich dude. They wanted to use it for its materials. And in that, was he supposed to be like the main guy was supposed to be like a Steve Jobs or basically a combination of like Steve Jobs or Zuckerberg or Elon Musk who wanted to help the world, air quotes, but really just get more rich doing it. Okay. Yeah. And another thing that struck me too is how like the, I get that the whole world was, and there wasn't enough time in the film to show everything, but everyone kind of seemed to be like just calmly watching the mission, hoping, I think it would be madness in the streets. If there was an asteroid that they're like, yeah, good chance this is going to blow up the world. Like uh, I think society would descend into chaos so quickly. Yeah. They even say in the movie, they kept it under wraps to kind of stop that thing, you know, stop that from happening. But yeah, it's like a week later, it's like, oh, we're sending astronauts up because there's a big ass asteroid heading towards Earth, which also, too, I was wondering, like, how do not how do like not other countries with like technology know that that's coming? You know, I mean, I guess that's just part of the plot but to myself. I'm like, wouldn't like Japan or Russia or any other big country be aware of like their own satellites picking up a huge ass asteroid heading towards Earth? You would think. Yeah, dude, completely. But it would be wild if it did happen. I, I had that thought too before we started the pod. It would just be chaos. There'd be a lot of people just doing whatever they wanted to. There'd be a lot of looting and just people going nuts out in the streets, I feel like, dude, for a while. But you just have to put your trust that they might be able to take care of it. Well, and I, I don't know. Say, didn't they tell them like, hey, don't worry, we're going to fix it, guys. So everybody maybe thought <laughs> like... Yeah, these, these roughnecks are going to blow it up. We're good. Rico's roughnecks. <laughs> uh, so on that of like the world ending and people going crazy and all the madness, besides spending time with your loved ones, what would you want to do? If you're like, all right, the world's going to possibly end. What will be your number one activity to go try something out? Assuming that, you know, the world hadn't already descended into madness and you could still partake. Um, I don't know. At least I think I'd want to just chill. I don't even know what I would do. I might freak the fuck out and that's hard. Like my anxiety would just go off the scale, but I don't know. I think I would honestly just go and be around people like my family and stuff and kick it. So uh, if there's a possibility, that, <laughs> I know, I guess if there's one thing I could do that I hadn't done yet, shoot, I don't know, man. I might try to go skydive at least one time. 
if it was still open and I could get in. Yeah, I know a couple of you guys in here have already done that, but I haven't either. So I would think maybe I would go do that with you, Dave. Just not pull our shoots at the end. Yeah, skydiving would be a lot of fun. And, you know, like you said, if it was open, you know, for sure, do it again. But I think other than seeing, you know, being around family, I, I mean, this might be kind of uh, on a lower end of a scale, but maybe just take a drive up the coast and just fucking see, you know, Pacific Coast Highway, take a nice drive and just try to get my mind off of, you know, potentially being fucking vaporized by a huge asteroid. Yeah, mine would be around friends and their family, though. I think I think we would just get a massive like end of the world party going. Yeah, worldwide orgy party. I think party though, that's cool. Everybody just gets together and just parties. Hopefully people aren't like you would assume like when you always see people looting and stuff, it's all like that. But it's like, why? What's the point? Like, you know, if you know you're going to die, like, why do you need materialistic things? Because what if they do pull it off? Well, and then you have all this shit. (laughs) He's got a dope ass new TV, dude. Yeah. It's cool Jordans, a bunch of STDs and uh, <laughs> a bunch of free shit. Yeah. A couple children on the way. Whoops. Yeah. So, so I want to ask you guys this question. So speaking of the movie, Don't Look Up, do you think if something world ending was going to happen, do you think there is a type of plan that say the one percenters have of, is there a secret like spaceship to leave the earth? Do you, do you guys think that's something that really exists or it's just too far-fetched of an idea? I definitely don't because like we don't even really know how to grow food and stuff on the space station well yet and things like that like you could launch off the planet and maybe orbit and be up there for a a week or a month or so and then come back down when you know whatever crazy event happened was over but i don't think you could just like blast off and stay up there indefinitely Uh, i would think it'd be more realistic that they have some type of crazy underground complex somewhere Mm, like underneath the denver airport no, both are good ideas. Like I could see them shooting into space like that. Um, Cause there were a couple, there's actually a lot of different movies like 2012. Uh, there was one that came out recently. Of course, I don't remember, but he was basically a super smart dude. And he got to be one of the percentage of people that basically was saved. And they were taken to like an underground facility. Oh, fuck man. It was called like Geostorm or something, but no Greenland. Yeah. Greenland. Oh, Greenland with Gerard. Oh, both, both of them. Gerard Gerard Butler. Butler. He got chosen. And then all the people around him saw that he got chosen and they're all like what the fuck man like why do you get to go we don't he was like he was like super smart so he he had to like they picked the smart people and like they did they did like genetically and like who are we gonna say like if we want to sail all these people but where i don't know damn that sounds like a cool movie i might have to check that out uh it's it's worth it it's you know a great end of the end of the world movie uh greenland i was uh, excited to see it those uh big ass ships they had in 2012 i thought that was pretty cool at the end they were like almost like arcs you know yeah. save humanity or whatnot i bet they got that idea too man I know they have it. There's always talks of of this Armageddon theory happening where they do have ideas to potentially deflect these comets or or asteroids. I believe I just read that either you're going to butcher me, the Chinese or the Japanese government. One of the two is going to, there's going to be an object flying like near to earth soon. And they want to do a test like that, like to see if they can alter its course with like an explosion or crashing something into it or whatnot. That would be really interesting. I feel like, I mean, there hasn't really been any significant like type of uh, like space travel or anything of that sort, you know, like back in the day, obviously, they're landing on the the moon or just things, you know, from the 70s or 80s. I feel like there really hasn't been anything like that. I mean, I know Elon Musk has been, you know, launching stuff like that. But to see something live on TV, like a like a worldwide event, I think be really awesome to be able to experience in, my, in our lifetimes. Oh, dude, I, I feel like all of our parents can probably attest to this, but them watching the moon landing um, and stuff like that and how epic that was. You know, now it's like, <clears throat> don't fake. have that. I mean, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, what if like we're being distracted so much with all this shit? Like, I would rather the government fake something like that for us all to watch. And then they succeed. And we're like, yeah, we're the best 
we did it. It would be wild. I think going back though to like the 1%, I feel like they definitely have something in case there was an end of the world scenario that went down to ensure like the elites make it or whatever, or have the best shot of making it. And who knows what that would even be. But I think like along the lines of what you said, probably deep into the earth bunkers, you mm-hmm. know, what was that movie with Brendan Fraser? Was it Blast, Blast from, the, from past. the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it kind of reminds me of that. Encino Man. But Chris, you said, uh, just side note, uh, you said Denver Airport. That's the one with the horse, right? Uh, yes, it is the one with the horse outside. And they have a crazy underground complex under it. And yeah. a lot of people speculate that yeah. it is like a, as a shelter for if something like that were to happen. And they built it way outside the city and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, it's a deep conspiracy theory, but it's one of the ones where I'm not really into conspiracy theories. But when you look into it, I'm like, this actually seems somewhat yeah. credible. So... And I went to the airport sense. and there's weird markings and stuff around in some spots. Uh, there's weird murals and stuff too in that yeah. airport, man. Just a lot of weird stuff. Was that Ancient Aliens? Where did, uh, yeah, I think so. Where did I see that? Yeah, I saw it on Ancient Aliens. The fact that you guys did say it's funny because it's like the Denver airport. And then if you're in Denver, you drive way the fuck out there. And you're just like, what? I mean, we're all spoiled living in cities or airports right there. But it does kind of make sense if that was the spot. I don't know, to think that Elon Musk, sorry, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, the richest motherfuckers, what are they doing? They're funding scientific space programs just Find for Twitter. the fuck of it. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, when you're that rich, they're doing some crazy shit. Buying Twitter. One of these crazy ass uh, world ending events happened. Do you guys think you could make it through it? Would you even want to make it through it and see society on the other side? Uh, I definitely would. I think it'd be fucking crazy, but I don't know that I could make it through, man. With all the madness and the shit going on, I feel like you'd want to save your loved ones and stuff. It'd be so hard to get out of the city. You'd have to like be lucky and be like fucking camp trip or something yeah i would obviously try my best but do you guys think if we right now this group teamed up with you know our loved ones too as well people of our inner circle do you think we could start a what would you call that a a combine or a commune 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 yes do you think we like us here could survive a world ending event. Maybe, I mean, obviously an asteroid's different because that's just destroying the earth, but say something along the lines of like walking dead of some sorts. Yeah. I think we definitely would have a better shot being all together than being on our own. You know, I think we make a pretty good team and especially with a few additions to that team of like how you were saying, like other people within our inner circle, I think we would make it work. We'd figure out what, who, what jobs needed to be done and kind of who fit in best at doing those particular jobs and just work well as a unit, but it would be wild, man. And you'd have to have a group like that, that you could trust for times like that. I feel like we collectively, no offense, don't have the skill set to like (laughs) garden and do all this crazy stuff. So we're just going to have to become a band of renegades and just rob and steal and kill for what we need in this post-apocalyptic world. Bunch of roughnecks, dude. I'll ride with you guys for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. We would have to become vegetarians, right? Has anyone here ever been hunting like like skinning an animal, gutting it, cleaning it. I can actually gut and skin a deer. (laughs) I know how to do that at least. And I know how to gut fish, but other animals. David Nothing for our food in the future, guys. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> so, so we're dead. I can, we're dead. I can, I can do it though. I can yeah. fish the radioactive fish out of you know what's yeah. left of Lake Mead. You, all you have to do is walk. You can find the fish, dude. Yeah, you I don't even touch know, everywhere now. I don't even know where to hunt for sandwiches at, man. Where, where, where do the, where are the sandwiches at? <laughs> There's uh, no Chipotle in the uh, apocalypse. <laughs> I'd say like we definitely want to go to the outskirts of Henderson, where we all grew up. For the listeners out there, preferably. Uh, uh, Steve, Chris, and Dave's side of town because there's it's a little further outside the city. But then again, you're in conservative ass Henderson where you got people for sure with off road vehicles, lots of guns, and they'll probably not be on our side. So we'd have to uh, hunker down. I mean, a lot of those houses and a lot of LDS community, they do stock up on a lot of shit and have basements. So it will dress up as missionaries, go to the houses and be like, <laughs> we're trying to restart the word of the Lord after the fall of humanity and just rob the fuck out of them, man. <laughs> we'd be doomed, guys. <laughs> we're really we'd not be pretty far. We'd be pretty fucked just being out in the desert, though. That's our biggest obstacle obviously if something end of the world thing is happening out here we're 
going to be some of the first people to really feel it. I'm just going to hope that, um, you know, Bruce Willis saves us all and it doesn't come to that. All right. So uh, I got a question for you guys. Going back to the movie, you know how it ends, right? Where uh, somebody has to stay behind and uh, set off set off the uh, the bomb itself since the remote didn't work. So, you know, when like Fig asked, I was like, hey, uh, is anyone going to edit this segment? <laughs> we're all just kind of silent. I'm pretty sure that's how it would be for us. Right? We're trying to figure out, hey, is anyone going to stay behind? But uh, who do you think right now, who do you think this group would stay behind? I think you, man, you're the most uh, honorable one. And, you know, be like, Dude, oh, I, I would, I would this. run to that armadillo. I would run to that and just fucking blow it up before you guys took off. <laughs> we're like, fuck you all. <laughs> yeah. I'd say at least didn't they like draw straws at first or draw wires or something? You know, I like the idea of it being fair. But even then, after you do draw straws or something, whoever does get it, it's like, fuck this, man. No. Yeah. no I, I would. Very selfish person. I don't want to be the hero. So don't pick me, guys. I don't want <laughs> I would. Uh, I'd say we all just go out together, dude. I'd be like, fuck it, guys. Let's all just blow this bitch up and save the world and die. Like statue after us. I, I do lean probably Steve would be my first choice. And then maybe Fig as well after that. It seems like if if he drew the straw, he'd, he'd take it honorably. If I did draw the straw, yeah, I, I for sure would do it. But uh, if, if it was you, Steve, you'd see me coming back. You'd be like, oh, maybe maybe Fig's going to do it with me or trading me spots. I'm like, hey, man, uh, your Blu-ray Blu collection, is that uh, up for grabs or is that going to go to your wife or what's Ding. happening? <laughs> what's up with that DVD collection behind you, bro? Are you going to sell that? Or? Yeah, if we, if we drew the straws, it would suck to be the one to get it, dude. But you'd have to do it, man, if we all agreed. That'd be the worst. I'd just see you guys flying off the planet and I'm just like <laughs> boom but, but uh, uh, I, I totally don't remember any characters names but Ben Affleck his character you know AJ. He, AJ initially drew the straw and he said everyone's gonna die he's like I'm just gonna die saving the world and I guess that would give me some sort of comfort knowing that my loved ones down below are gonna be safe you guys are gonna be safe so but yeah it would suck it would really suck hard you would yeah. be immortalized for the fact that mankind as a whole would hail you like there would be no country who was like fuck that guy everyone would be oh, like yeah. hell yeah dude we have statues of fig in our town squares so that part oh, would yeah. be cool um, I I would fake space dementia. You can't trust me. Tie me to the gun, dude. <laughs> Bring me home. <laughs> Isn't that what they did with uh, Steve Buscemi? He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was faking it. He, like, he yeah. got crazy, so they, they fucking tied him. He down. remembered all the women he had back home. Was like, oh, I can't die up here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tie this, dude. Uh, if Fig uh, really did it, and you died and became that hero, man, Aerosmith would definitely make a song about you, dude. I would want like the, you know how, I think it was like in the eighties, they had the, what, what was that song that like all the biggest musicians came together? They had a song about like saving, like not saving the world, Heal but like the we world. are the world. Heal the world. We are the world. We are the world. Yes. I would want that. Heal the world. Collaboration with all, I mean, obviously not too many new artists, but like, you know, bring Paul McCartney in, bring Bob Dylan, you know, bring, you know, just bands and, you know, groups we loved from like the 90s and 80s come together and make a song about myself. That'd be kind of cool. It would be save the world. <laughs> His name is Big. His heart was big. <laughs> It'd be so cool, but you would never see it, right? So I'd be, that would just suck. We would sing it in your honor, dude. I'd pour, even pour some it, of my bro. 40 out for you. Yeah. For you, bro. You guys have a picture of me in your house. Your your kids are like, uh, Dad, who's that mustache guy that's uh, looking at me anytime we're watching a movie? You're like, that's uh, that's Fig. He saved the world. Like, I'd be like, wait here, son. And I'd turn on that song. His name was Fig. Mm. His heart was big. <laughs> you really dodged a bullet here, Steve. We were going to make you the hero. And now you, you get to live and <laughs> sing the song with us, man. <laughs> And then Steve has to live with survivor's guilt for the rest of his life. Every time he sees a picture of Fig, he just like gets PTSD. He gets sent back onto that asteroid. <laughs> He's like, it should have been me. Still it have that been sweet me. DVD collection. Oh, bitch. I would just, just like, you guys like <laughs> throws his Blu-rays on the ground. Like Steve Buscemi, Buscemi when he gets off the rock, the, the sh shuttle. He's like, hey, guys, when I drew that uh, short straw up there, let's just forget about that when I were heroes. <laughs> it's like, all right, Steve.
both Steves. Could you imagine the feeling of getting back from that mission and like stepping out and being, okay, I'm back on planet Earth now. I just flew to space and like set off a nuke to blow up a space rock that was going to kill everyone. You'd never have to pay for a drink again in your life, man. Hmm. Dude, I mean, and if you weren't married, you'd be like, I'm going to get so much poontang, man. That's one thing I was going to bring up, which is kind of fucked up, but how Bruce Willis sacrifices himself so that Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck can have that relationship. But what if when Ben Affleck went back to earth he immediately just broke up with her for that reason for the massive celebrity that was going to be coming oh, yeah. his way <laughs> it's like sorry babe i'm too big now all for not <laughs> yeah i don't know being uh live tyler 1998 god damn hmm. yeah that is true that is true just life is rough though 10 years later or something three kids can't find a job it gets rough Chris, what would uh, what if there was different crew members in this movie, and what was what what if Gilbert Gottfried was on this crew? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> out of space, they're flying us up to a goddamn rocket. Out of space. <laughs> Feels good. Never get told. Keep going, man. <laughs> I laugh too hard. That was it. <laughs> you want us to fly spaceships, and drill into it, and blow the whole goddamn thing up? It's crazy. I just don't know. <laughs> That was awesome. Your uh, your Gilbert Godfrey range is uh, is pretty pretty fucking flawless, man. It's a, a staple of the show now. I was gonna say, Dave, what if uh, Owen Wilson was in this movie? <laughs> but he is. Uh, what if Owen Wilson as Owen Wilson was in this movie? Oh wow! <laughs> wow! I forgot I was in this movie. It's crazy. Wow! Do I die? Something explodes in my face. I don't know. Or am I crashing a wedding? Crashing a wedding? <laughs> wedding at the end. Where's yeah. the end at? <laughs> I feel like I'm drifting further and further away from my Owen Wilson skills. <laughs> you, uh, really grasping onto that well, man. I think if uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was AJ Frost, if he was AJ's character and uh, Harry just said, no, take care of my girl or whatever, and then switches places, I think he would be like, Harry, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, your range, Steve, it just blows my mind every week, man. I'm always just excited like to see him somewhere. Oscar worthy. <laughs> every time I can just see him, Arnold Schwarzenegger, in the role, too, doing it. He almost took the place of Michael Clark Duncan's position, I think. Can't have, can't have too many white dudes in there. No joke. The way that I learned that leaving on a jet plane song was from this movie when they're getting, when they're singing to her when he's saying goodbye. And I was like, what is this song? And it made me look it up. And that's how I learned that song, dude. Same. Didn't realize dude, that. I also thought it was hilarious how Liv Tyler could just be on the space base and go, go wherever she wants to at any given point. They're like, oh, that's my daughter. It's like, yeah. all right, cool. Full clearance. All right. Well, thank you guys for indulging me in this end of the world adventure. I think it's safe to say where you're glad that humanity is not resting on our shoulders. But uh, I believe maybe Alex has a game for us up next. Two second tunes. You only got a little bit of time, baby. Go. Two second tunes. You only got one, two. This round of two second tunes, I am going to do popular songs that were made for movies. I thought the minute Chris brought up Armageddon and you thought, I don't want to close my eyes. Um, we all don't love that song. Fall asleep I miss you, baby. <laughs> so if I were to have played that song, you guys would then go Armageddon. Armageddon. Okay. And then you could elaborate on who sang that song. Who sang that right. song? Aerosmith. It's just, uh, yeah, just don't want to miss a thing. Aerosmith. Just a song, movie connection. Automatically, you you think of a movie, you think of that song. You hear mm-hmm. that song, you think of that movie. All right. Two second tunes, two to 10 seconds. I'm going to play a little clip of the song. You guys got to guess the movie. Okay. You can shout out the artist, but that's not going to be the right answer. You need to tell me the movie. Then bonus points. You can give me the artist. You can go on from that. So cool. for instance... If I were to play this song. Everything is awesome. Lego movie. Oh, you didn't raise your hand. I did. What was that? Lego <laughs> movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. Maybe we we'll do specify what we the didn't specify. Round was gonna we be, didn't. Man. Yes. <laughs> we didn't practice. Round. That was a practice round. It was the Lego movie. But I did win for mm-hmm. the practice round. Everything is awesome. The Lego movie. 
This next round, we are going to raise our hands. Oh, it looked like Fig. I think Fig got his hand up first, to be honest. All right. Yes. So that song is from the movie Toy Story. And I believe the artist is Randy Newman. That is correct. Randy you Newman. got a friend in me. Yeah, Randy Newman with a beautiful voice. Man. You got a friend in me. Yeah, just a man. It's almost like a, a special voice, and he kills it. <laughs> he does kill it. Dude, it yeah. is very unique. It's like a unique voice. Correct, Amundo. Nice job. So this one, we're not going to raise our hand. Just uh, be reasonable, guys, I guess, right? Movie only. Oh, my gosh. Oh, um, Shaft. Yeah, that's correct. Damn. Nicely done. Shaft, yep. Nice, Fig. I got to make sure not to play too much, because once we become famous... We're sued. <laughs> Fucking get claimed. Crazy, Dude, I know for the Star Wars episode, I was like, hey, I'm going to use like 10 seconds of the Star Wars song. Hopefully we don't get a clap. Oh, yeah. I, know, I heard it's like 15 <laughs> seconds. Unless one of you guys just said that and I believed it. But. That's what I've heard too. Okay. So. so Fig probably told you that. Yeah. <laughs> Fig told me that. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you guys know who sang that song? I'm going to guess... Uh, Charlie Willis. No, it's uh, what's his name? Who's the guy that played uh, Chef? Is it him? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't, what's his name? Actually, I don't remember. I forget what what's his uh, James Earl, not James no, Earl Jones. It's but, Isaac uh, Hayes. Yeah, Isaac. Oh, okay, yeah. Isaac Hayes. Yeah, I don't know if he did. If so, isn't so. Isaac Hayes the voice of Chef from South Park? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Oh shit! If he is, see. then that uh, that is him. This next round. You're going to raise your hand. We're just going to do every other. We're going to see. Here we go. Damn. Oh. I almost want to say it looked like Fig slightly had the edge again, man. I think I, I don't know. Though. I'll give it to Steve. Yeah, okay. it, was, uh, it was a You Got a Friend of Me reverse. <laughs> I, got, I edged him out a little bit. Right. Uh, but that's going to be um, Lose Yourself, Eight Mile. Uh, from the movie Eight Mile, loses self Eminem. Very good, very good, Steve. Nice I thought you were saying that this song was uh, "You've Got a Friend in Me" yeah. reversed. <laughs> I almost was like, "What if it was, dude?" Like, <laughs> Steve like got that deep into it. It's like some fact that none of us it's knew. Like, yeah, Randy Newman, big Eminem fan. If you didn't know, um, Dr. Dre reversed it. Well done. This one, uh, shout it out. Movie only. Saturday, uh, oh, Saturday, Night, Saturday Fever? Night Fever. Yeah. Oh, I think Chris inched out of yeah. that one. I was going to say Disco Fever. I knew, <laughs> was, I knew that was wrong. That is correct. Saturday Night Fever. It's Fever. hard because you because you want the song. It's the Bee Gees. You want the song Stay, to Staying Alive. <laughs> you want the song to finish, but you also want to be first. So it's like that. Nah. <laughs> yeah, John Travolta. Maybe I should play two seconds. Wasn't because, this uh, uh, the Saturday Night Fever record, which was done by the Bee Gees? The soundtrack was the number one album prior to Thriller being released, oh, I believe. I could. Uh, and overtaking that. I could believe that. This is definitely one of those timeless songs. It's a good feeling song. Dance New, to my head right now. Oh, yeah. Gen X, Millennials. I mean, we're Millennials, so. I think millennials like it. Gen Xers um, probably do too. Gen X, yeah. It's a good song. It's one of those just like timeless songs. Um, clocking at 235 million views. God damn. Doesn't seem like that much, but so very good. Very good. This one, uh, that was a shout out. So this one, uh, we're going to raise our hands. Here we go. Oh, damn it, you guys. <laughs> They're so quick. They're so I know. quick. I'm gonna try I, to play it shorter. I feel like that was me, but I, I think don't know. that would that's gonna be uh I'm gonna send you guys a video showing it's definitely me. Alex, you're recording, check the video out. That's 100 percent me. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
I don't know if there's a delay, Steve. I definitely was. I definitely was third, and Chris didn't even bother raising his hand. <laughs> I mean, once three people have their hands up, so <laughs> back to the nitty gritty. What movie is this from? From Back to the Future, and it's Huey Lewis and the News. That is and it's the power of love. The power of, <laughs> power of love. Yeah. The music video is six minutes long. The song doesn't start till two minutes in. Um, yeah. If you guys remember, it's like Doc is sitting there and he's like, people are checking out his car and he's like, he's like, who's the music video? Who's in there? Yeah. I did. I Doc's think like, I did. Hey, the, <laughs> this puto. I did the two this second bitch. tunes. I, I don't know if it was for the Back to the Future or not, but I did Huey Lewis in the news. And dude, it was the same thing. I had to look at that music video. I don't think I'd ever looked it up. Mm-hmm. And it was ridiculous just trying to get to the music. I was like, yeah. all right, when when does the song start? Like mm-hmm. two it's like, yeah, yeah, ridiculously long. Nice, nice, the, nice. It's a good opening riff, though, I'd have to admit. Dun, dun. Yeah, it was pretty good. All right. Well done. Uh movie. Here we go. Now I go oh. dirty dancing. <laughs> oh, dirty dancing. Ghost. <laughs> that was uh, a valiant. Yeah, it's a right same actor. Joe right? and yeah, yeah. What? Uh, it is yeah. dirty dancing, correct? Yeah. Stephen. Got my Swayze movies mixed up. Yeah, Swayze. <laughs> um, great. Uh, this is. Uh, do you know who sang it? Yeah, it's uh, Bill Medley and. Uh, uh, you just said it. I heard you. Jennifer. Yes. Is it Jennifer Grey? No, Jennifer Warnes or Warnes. How does the ghost song go, though? I always, it, it's like slipping my brain now. Oh, my love, my darling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm good for. <laughs> is Whoopi Goldberg in that movie? Ghost. No. Okay. Demi Moore is in that movie. Oh. Whoopi Goldberg's in it. Yeah, yeah she's a ghost. She? Yeah, yeah, she's psychic. a ghost. Yeah. Thank you. Wait, she's a ghost or a psychic? Oh, she's a psychic. Uh, yeah, she she's can, a psychic. She connects them or something she like can that. Right? Talk she's like a him. medium. Medium, she's medium. Like a, yeah, there you yeah, go. There you go. She's an extra medium. Nice job. Nice job. I'm going to keep them shorter again because you guys are getting really good on this one. Raise your hand. Damn, I was, I was one fig, man. No way, that's one hundred percent me. Highway to the Danger Zone, Kenny Loggins. Yeah, uh, it's it's just the Danger Zone. Oh. It is just the it's Kenny Loggins, oh. and the movie is Top Gun. Top Gun. Oh, oh. did who? Wait, Snap. movie. We're supposed to shout out movie, right? Top Gun. Well, I wasn't done giving uh. my answers, <laughs> man. The gauntlet has okay. been thrown down. Yes. I will say Fig was slightly quicker at raising the hand, but Steve was quicker to give the correct answer. Now, Steve, oh. maybe we got to look into this, bro. What it is because I'm I if think I'm being in one hundred percent on all these. We got to. We are going to have to look into this for sure. But, but it's three against one, my dude. Well, I think uh, what we see, yes. So, Steve, that might be maybe some. That would be that would be shitty. But if st- on so. Steve's recording, if he doesn't edit it at all. <laughs> You can show us that his hands going I, up first. I'm going to show you instantly after this. Show us instantly, man. To like remove Spick's hand. To be like, he didn't even raise his hand. If we don't get, <laughs> we don't get a text message right after the pod. <laughs> we know. <laughs> oh no, that is correct. Kenny Loggins, what a good song, y'all. Let's see if I can get to the part. I had no idea. Dude, I feel like all of these songs just get you super just pumped up, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, it's yeah. the decade of cocaine, brother. Dude, you <laughs> should see the picture. I want to show the picture that shows him. He's just got this big old beard and his hair's like blowing back. If this next song it. isn't All Star and Shrek, <laughs> this whole this whole segment was a fail. Uh, Did he? Or, that, uh, or we are the mystery, mystery men. Mystery men, actually. So, all right, two more, my dudes. Two more. Shout it out. Yes. Okay. You know- oh my uh, god. The emoji movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play I'll play a little more. I cut Rick off it, Rick and Ralph. <laughs> no. It sounds like the- Oh. It's uh, get rid or no, it's um what's that movie, dude? Step Three, up. Six, 
with Clarence Howard. Oh, Three Six Mafia. Uh, that was part of the answer, but we need the movie. Oh, I know. Clar- Clarence Howard's the actor. It's producer uh, in the hood, uh, and the, the white hard, kid oh, makes his beats hard for out him. Hard out here for a pimp. ATL? Uh, no. Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Steve. Hustle and Flow. Yeah, God damn. Chris and oh, Dave, you were nailing it. ATL um, is I a great movie. I needed your hints. <laughs> yeah. I could not remember the title. Dude, you guys knocked it. Yeah. Um, that mo- that was made for Hustle and Flow. Not not the most well-known one, but uh, well-known enough that most It was a good movie. Know, so. Yeah, it was pretty good for sure. Really trying to get this money for the friend. <laughs> it's just basically for, about a pimp like hard for a pimp to get money no it's hard out rent. here for a pimp you ain't know he's like what about the, <laughs> the prostitutes it's hard for them too right <laughs> um no comments on that one i guess so nine no seven million views so all right last that round a, that was a group effort mm-hmm. last round guys chris here we go <laughs> oh we wow go. <laughs> he's ready to raise his hand uh i i don't need to say anything for this i'm just gonna play it That was definitely Fig. I saw Fig <laughs> Okay. Uh, that's the Mupp- that's the Muppet movie. That's uh, Jim Henson as Kermit the Frog playing Rainbow Connection. Ooh. Rainbow Connection. Oh, oh. good one. Nice. So many There's so many songs about rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> That is correct. <laughs> Nicely done. I thought that would kind of be challenging. The sad part is I owned that movie and I liked that movie and especially how it opens up like that to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was literally the opening of the movie. Yeah, when he's just sitting on the log. Mm-hmm. Kermit the Frog here. So, <laughs> Well done, gentlemen. That will conclude our two to ten second tunes. Um, we'll go back to the tapes and check it out. But uh, overall, nice job. And we'll see you next round. All right. Well, thank you, Alex, as always, for being our two-second tunes master. And I think we're going to roll into some One Has to Go now. What you gonna pick? Don't pick no stupid shit. Because one has to go. All right. So staying on topic with what we spoke about this week, for our first one has to go, our favorite disaster end of the world films. I'm going to go with Contagion for mine. Oh, damn. Okay. And I don't know if it really counts as a they, the society was collapsing in it. So it's the end of the world film, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people died for sure. Yeah, it counts absolutely. Mm-hmm. For myself, I'm going to go with. The newer version, the one with uh, Tom Cruise, but War of the Worlds, directed by Steven Spielberg, man. Just my family and I, I don't know why, we love watching that movie and just great movie. And yeah, that would be mine. Great. Nice. That was going to be my pick as well, Fig. But uh, I'm going to go a little bit smaller scale and I'm going to go with a movie called Dante's Peak. Ooh. Volcano, right? Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, is that the God. one where the, the grandma pushes the boat and gets burned? Yeah, alive? all the acid. Uh, yeah. You're, you're safe like, in my book, dude. That's in Washington, dude. Like uh like Mount Rainier or something goes like abrupts. I don't know what, but it was Idaho, uh, but Idaho. <laughs> I feel like the nineties just had a ton of like Independence Day, Armageddon, Deep Impact, Dante's Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna jump in. You made some great points and stuff. I don't get voted off, but deep impact. You guys remember good yes. old, uh, Elijah Wood and yes. others. Morgan Freeman. Ah, yes, of course. Should have, how could I forget? But Robert Duvall. Another uh, Robert Lowe. Robert yeah. Duvall. Duvall, sorry. Yeah, very sad. <laughs> I feel like Robert that, that was Lowe. honestly, that movie came out. Rob Lowe? That movie came out around the same time as Armageddon, I believe. Dude, well, that was the one that I had on my mind that I knew at least somebody was going to throw out and I was waiting for it. Yeah. Oddly, that was at the time where like, yeah, Armageddon, Deep Impact, same thing, same time. Mm-hmm. Dante's oh, sure. Peak and Volcano, same thing, same yeah, time. Yeah. That, I remember that movie, seeing it as a kid, man, made me be like, mm-hmm. I remember just being like, holy shit. It's so funny to think that now, but just being so young, that was probably one of like the deepest movies that I had seen up to that point in my life. Made a deep impact on you. <laughs> yeah, made a very deep impact. <laughs> I'm going to go still end of the world, but I'm going to go more of a funnier route and say this is the end. Ooh, that is good. Hilarious, one. hilarious movie. Uh, we could throw it back. 
uh, to a callback to a previous episode where Steve actually did a lot of convincing to, uh, to us when we voted it off. And we actually, I ended, I think, ended up bringing it back from the dead and revisiting this film. If you haven't seen it and like since it came out, this movie is still so hilarious. Just multiple lines throughout the movie. <laughs> End of the world scenario. So if you haven't seen it, that's my pick. You are saved in my book, Dave. Dude, that movie is so fucking hilarious. All good choices, my friends. Uh, for me personally, though, I think I'm going to have to vote off Deep Impact, Alex, just because it's the one I'm the least familiar with. I probably only saw it once in my childhood, so I need to revisit it. It was overshadowed by Armageddon. I was going to say for that reason, you know, since they came out at the same time, I always compared to Armageddon. Deep Impact was kind of the more serious one, which was really good and also touching. But uh, I think Armageddon was the more fun one. So for that reason, Deep Impact for myself as well. Mm. Damn. Well, I can say like like we just spoke about deep impact made a very deep impact on my heart. <laughs> I enjoyed thoroughly enjoyed watching it in theater and I still have a memory of it. So I'm going to keep that one. Um, shit. This is a tough one. I'm going to have to vote off contagion dude, just cause it's, it's the only one I'm, <laughs> it's the I only one I'm said like deep impact. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one I'm the most least familiar with. He's like, I, I change it to Independence Day. Would that keep me safe? Dude, I would have. It would have been uh, a good one until the Will Smith fiasco. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Dude, still a solid movie, man. But I would say I'm going to hop on that that train with Dave and Contagion. I, I Like similar to what you said, I'm just, it's the least, it's the one I'm least familiar with. So it'd have to be my vote for getting voted off. Al, you're going to have to be the tiebreaker. Uh, I guess Contagion's leaving. Alex is not going to vote off his own movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would, I honestly, you guys are going to hate me. I I forgot. (laughs) I was going to, I was going to vote off. This was the end. Um, (laughs) Only because it was funny and it was good, but it was like, I'm I'm only basing it off of not a serious into the, it wasn't into the world, but it was, you know, if I was basing it off of comedy, it was true. But if I did have to then vote, um, I'd almost vote for Deep Impact because I don't know. <laughs> Deep Impact was wild, but Contagion was terrifying, you guys. Like, Contagion yeah. was crazy. Like, Deep so, Impact, everybody died, I think, right? Um, except well, no, for no. the people that they chose to live. Yeah. It flooded essentially like the entire earth up to If a I had point. to pick like crazy movies, though, I thought Contagion was fucking nuts. So. I would vote mine off. <laughs> Contagion was the to watch with this pandemic started, right? Oh, I watched it for sure. We watched it. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Alex, um, in a bizarre move, you voted yourself off. Yeah. Island, so <laughs> he was the first time. <laughs> it, it isn't. You're right. You're notorious for that. Yeah. I have done it. Keep them on your toes. He's very honest. You're very honest. Never, uh, guy. Never let him know your next move. So I did a little uh, poll before this pod and we agreed that zombie films are end of the world disaster movies. So I'm going to put three zombie movies up there and we got to vote one of them off. All right. 28 days later, Dawn of the Dead or Zombieland. Mm. Ooh. Did you guys ruminate on that for a sec? Uh, feel free. Whoever's got their choice. Two can I'm stay, good. one must go. I'm almost going to do it the, the same reason I was going to say this is the end is that Zombieland would be gone because Ooh. it was more a comedy lighthearted while 28 Days Later and Dawn of the Dead. Well, now that I'm talking, but Dawn of the Dead was fucking awesome. I think before a lot of zombie movies came out and 28 Days Later was terrifying because those are like the scariest zombies I think you could have. Yeah, though I agree, Zombieland is fully safe in my books. I'm going to actually vote off 28 Days Later. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Dawn of the Dead was amazing. Zombieland, I would say, though it's a comedy, I still feel like it's a really solid zombie movie so safe my book so see you later 28 days later <laughs> uh yeah i think dawn of the dead is probably like Zack snyder's one of his best movies and i think i'm not sure which one came first but i think dawn of the dead was the first movie where these zombies were actually running you know so that was really uh really exciting to watch and see uh mm-hmm. 28 days later it was good at the time. Also, they're running crazy. But if I watched it now, I, I'm not sure if like the kind of has like a video look to it. So I'd go it's, 28 yeah. days later. Yeah, the cinematography, I would say, is is different. Like it's almost old, like grainy, like rough looking. For me, man, I I I think I probably saw Dawn of the Dead with a few of you guys 
if not the majority of you guys when it was even out in theaters. So that one's like kind of untouchable. I, I, it still holds up. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I always really enjoyed that film, especially at the end, like after the credits where you see they make it off the boat onto that little island they were trying to get to. And there's nothing but a horde of zombies coming oh, towards man. them. And you're like, yeah. well, they're fucked. Yeah. But that was a great one. 28 days later, for all the reasons you guys said, the zombies were crazy. But like Figs said, Zombieland, I just really enjoy that movie, man. So I'm going to keep Zombieland over 28 days later. I think as much as I love the film, I'm going to have to cut Zombieland just because uh, I agree with all of you guys. Dawn of the Dead is like the dopest zombie film of all time. And 28 Days Later was just terrifying to me the first time I saw it. I thought it was really well done. And it does have, I agree, the video doesn't hold up as well now. But uh, just the memories I have of seeing that movie was like, oh, man, these zombies are fucking crazy. Mm-hmm goodbye zombie man it was like rabies it was almost like the most realistic way that zombies could happen to us humans is that we somehow get a virus and just you couldn't get like any of their bodily fluids or anything it wasn't just like getting bitten like if they like you know fucking well, that sneezed in your like face or whatever you dropped in fucked. his eyeball so, yeah uh that that kind of part of it the realism of it definitely got to me and you guys uh got another one for us the most terrible got kicked off on the last one what was which one zombie land i think well zombie land yeah i think it was 28 days later right three three, votes. three of us yeah Oh uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, it was twenty eight days. Later. Oh, was it? Oh wow, I said that back. Uh, Even though Chris had a very like great pitch for it in the end, man. it didn't matter. <laughs> this is Chris's box, so uh, he gets two votes. I don't know how to count, and twenty eight days later is gone. So disregard my previous statement, everybody. It makes me sad. <laughs> so for this uh, last round of one has to go, we're gonna be assembling all who we think would be the best action stars to put in the next big movie. And one of them is not going to make the film. So I'm going to go first this time with my boy, Jason Statham. <laughs> can save the world. Can look good doing it. I'm handsome Rob. <laughs> handsome Rob. <laughs> um, mine, you guys know mine, but this is, this is not a new movie. I'm going with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last action hero. Nice. So for mine, I'm going to go based off of uh, the movie I picked for the best end of the world. I'm going to go my dude, Tom Cruise, man. I feel like put him in any scenario, any situation. Dude's going to come out on top. Tom Cruise, baby. Damn. Well, I had too many stuck in my head, but you got you to gotta stick with my man, Dwayne, the Rock Johnson. Oh, Nice. I feel like he's having a, uh, he used to be in a lot of these films, especially back in the day, and he's having a resurgence now in his career. But I'm going to throw my main man, Brendan Fraser, out there. Oh, all right. I thought you were going to say Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, Nick Cage. <laughs> damn. Yeah, I should have said Nick Cage. Well, I hate to do it, but I'm going to have to say Tom Cruise, man. <laughs> oh. uh, he was never in The Expendables. He's really, he's not very tall. You know, I like my action stars to be tall and handsome, dude. Like Jason he, Statham. He's, uh, he's the <laughs> Jason only one. Statham isn't that tall. I think he's short. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's the probably only... around the same height as Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is, damn it. Is, is the only one doing his own stunts in these. Oh, no matter how damn. tall he is. I got to um, give him props on that. I do yeah. have to give him props. Brandon Fraser was great in the mummy days, <laughs> but uh, nowadays... <laughs> I don't know. Not so much. Yeah. If I would have, if if I would have said I was going to say, oh, to keep it fresh and new, you always got to have the younger up and comer. I was going to throw Pete Davidson out there, oh. but I, I thought that he would have a massive target instantly on his. Oh back. yeah, he's just yeah. not an action star, he's out. dude. The but they always they always do that though. They throw in like the younger, like kind of comedic new guy you know, i mean like steve buscemi was on the armageddon crew that is that is true but i guess if pete davidson was in the group to get his face blown off like in suicide squad then... <laughs> dude steve buscemi was a firefighter in real life man so put some respect on his name that man. is true and i think they they purposely send pete davidson off into space yeah like they cast him in that new uh suicide squad movie just to fucking kill him dude it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah you know in a lot of the smaller communities anybody can be a firefighter they're actually volunteers the small community of new york <laughs> my du- my Suburbs. dude my dude went back for the 9-11 dude he was he was an actor at that point so as much as i i i love my man brendan frazier i i feel like 
like you had mentioned, I don't feel like it works as well in a, you know, and it's people like, it's people like you who keep them in the darkness. Hey, I still, I still like them, but if I needed the world to be saved, would I, you know, trade in the rock as an action hero, Brendan Fraser. All right. So we have, uh, we have our crew. Who's going home? Yeah, it's Brendan Fraser. Looks like it's good old George of the Jungle. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, see you later, Doom Patrol. Yeah. He is really good in Doom Patrol, but I'd still would pick the others, man. I'd still would pick the others. Much love, though. Much love to him. I will say Tom Cruise did receive one vote. Don't ever forget. <laughs> Don't forget <laughs> it. It was a it was the foolish title to my opinion, dude. I love Brandon Fraser. I'll keep him. I don't care if the world ends. Fucking comedic relief, dude. <laughs> Me too. I'll keep I'll keep him any day of the week. I think heart outweighs muscle any day of the week. Brandon Fraser's tall as fuck. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for another successful round of one has to go and another dope pod. Uh if I have to live through the end of the world, I hope to see you guys in our post-apocalyptic camp. It was fun, friends. See you at the end of the world. I'll skin any animal you guys bring me. See you next week. It's the end of the world as we know it. See you later, y'all. His name was Fig. <laughs> His wiener was big. He was hunting oh, for sandwiches. You want people to believe this story, Fig. <laughs> Oh, yes, it's things we dig.